1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV+, Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Penny's Going in Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only, and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial
2: industry and the stock market. Enjoy! On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we continue to discuss spy and the markets movements. We, talk, we discuss some Q&A and also our favorite publicly traded restaurants. Find out life's this game of pennies.
3: Oh, you guys know we only have a 40% runner. Hello, 40% right is a killing.
2: We've been compliant for too long. It's time we go to war. I don't have a Roth. Q knows so much about the market that his brain doesn't have enough room for grammar. Hey, who told me about Idex? It's going up a shit ton now. Rob, 4% baby. No way. 4% percent. You asked the exact same question with two words different. <laughs> it's like, f- man, I just got dick whipped for like Twenty percent, and now that is up like fifty. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. I'm just making this voice memo to call out unusual whales to a fight. The pennies we need need are everywhere everywhere around. around Pennies, pennies, pennies. Going in raw, featuring Dan, the idiot dips,
1: and Hugh Honey. Produced by Vinny and Christian. Let's go, baby.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Penny's Going in Raw. Today is Wednesday, March the 2nd, brand new month. And it's getting to that point where we're seeing Spy move, I don't want to say erratically, but I mean, it's not exactly following anyone's plan. Uh, You're seeing it finally start to follow a trend towards the end of the day, kind of get on one. And then it's like, hey, you know what? Fuck these shorts. We're rocketing now. I mean, Monday and Tuesday, we've seen it shoot up like, what, $3, $4 in the past, like, 30 minutes of, of the market being open?
3: Yeah, honestly, I know we asked for volatility, but I'm fucking done this shit. I am so, I feel like my eyes are glued to the screen. Um, <coughs> I don't know. This shit's been fucking wild. Yeah. Um, uh. I really, I really don't know. I think I saw a stat today that for, I mean, we're, we're, we're eight weeks into the year. And, uh, and the stat was that the market has moved on average, um, 1% intraday this year. That's wild. I think that if we took, uh, more than that. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I mean. Um, uh, like that's just wild to me, you know? Um, I really don't know what to say other than it's wild. Uh, I do think usually though volatility times uh, have like like they usually don't last super long. So and and obviously right now we have the Fed, we have you know the Russia Ukraine uh, situation, and so if one or both of those start to die down, volatility should relax a little bit, and uh, and it probably will be a little more directional and less. Um, I don't even know, mad, this madness.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, and there's... Is there anyone that can really predict it in this market? I mean, a lot of times it really seemed like someone can kind of figure it out. Is there any amount of investing time that someone could have put in to really know what the fuck's going to happen next in this one?
3: Uh, No, no, I really don't think so. Because... um i really don't think so because there's there's too many variables like on one hand you have the russia ukraine uh situation and on the other hand you have the fed either one of those are plenty of plenty of enough of a of a pent-up catalyst to make a big move so you add those two together and i don't know and even if like let's just say that um Let's just say that the Ukraine and Russia situation does, you know, work itself out inside the next two weeks, let's call it. Uh I mean you still got the Fed. and uh, now the Fed I do think has a has a has a heavier hand on the market inside the situation. Um because mm, I don't wanna I don't wanna go that far. I was gonna say ultimately Ukraine and Russia will will figure itself out, but I I'm not gonna say that. So uh but overall what what happens with the fed directly impacts us way more in my in my opinion than um than the civil unrest inside the uh inside the east so in my opinion i do think that if the fed um stabilizes the market a little bit that we could see less volatility but I don't think that necessarily, if Ukraine and Russia figure out their situation, that that means that the market will stabilize. You know what I mean? Like we need both. We need both. Like you said, both of them are plenty enough of pent up catalysts on their own.
2: Yeah, no, uh, just having one is would be plenty enough. But thankfully, we have two just to make sure nothing nothing goes right. Well, speaking of people knowing what's going on with spy or not so much, how is your? uh your spy theory doing obviously you were hoping for it to be at like new highs by the end of the week but it's kind of sputtering around that between 427 and 437 range
3: yeah yeah so we're we're inside that range um i still yeah i mean you guys know what my portfolio is um i'm still longish long baby Uh, i am short moderna um for a swing like i, I want to see that i want to see moderna burn uh pfe for you know pfizer came out on uh on march one with some pretty bad with some bad data points and um and some speculation so uh you know moderna really didn't get hit too hard on that but um i think they'll be interesting the way that things unfold over the next few weeks and also i understand that they had good earnings and that uh they're doing a buyback but overall i just don't think that um that it, i don't think it should be up here uh you know trading trading inside the 150s so i'm short like i'm short puts i'm short equity and uh and i'm hoping this thing yeah i mean i'll cover some at uh, like 130 i'll cover some at 130 but i'd love to see this thing at like one fifteen, one twenty. okay And then, you know, I mean, of course, you know, I know we talked about it, but, you know, spy, I'm still long, baby. I'm, uh, (coughs) I'm holding my portfolio, you know, we talk about it a lot, but I just wanted to say that, you know, it's really, it's really comes down to, um, you know, I'm, I think that we're going to be inside range. I think it's going to be inside, inside a range and we're going to stair step up. Um, I think that. We will be inside this, as Dan said, this range that we're in right now for some time until the two big catalysts are um are figured out. Or at least, you know, a little a little more clarity and uh and and then I think we can get some more clarity on the market. But um, you know, for now I'm still I'm still long, baby.
2: Uh is there any certain date where if the market just stays in the same range and just like This metaphorical theta decay to your portfolio, is there a certain time where you're like, okay, maybe it's been this range too long uh, and you're waiting for it to either break in one direction or another? What does that plan kind of look like for it? you to accept, hey, it didn't work out, but I'm not losing a ton.
3: Uh, no, no, because I like, I'm not, I'm not holding many options. Like I'll, I'll trade in and right. out of options, but, um, overall, I'm just going to hold a portfolio. Now, if, if like, like, let me see, like if inflation starts to see closer to 10% and, uh, and if the fed raises like, let's call it like a hundred BIPs. Yeah, that that might be like one of those days where I just flash sell everything, uh, or like you know, I'll be honest. The whole like nuclear warfare nonsense going on right now. Like, I, see, this is my issue: is that we get like Ukraine and Ukraine and Russia are starting are starting peace talks, and then all of a sudden, um, and then all of a sudden it's like nuclear submarines are like being the uh are being uh you know off the coast of russia i'm like well can't we just have a little bit of clarity here like can't we all just sit down like nice individuals and talk this out
2: and if we're not can we at least accept that we're going to nuclear war like can we just decide like if we're gonna end nuclear war is 160 you know
3: nuclear war like can i just have a heads up so i can go out and travel for like the last two weeks that i have like i want to take my money out of the market travel a little bit because there ain't gonna be nothing left you know what i mean like i live in new york so pfft, yeah, i'm fucked you know yeah, I um, just
2: go back to alabama i would be fine.
3: yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so uh so overall i think that I think that we're probably inside some range, but I'm holding the portfolio um, and for a little bit more clarity on what exactly happens uh, with this Ukraine and uh, Russia situation and the Fed situation. Uh, you know, I mean, I understand that things can get a lot worse from where they are um, You know, for the market. I mean, obviously, but I still like if the Fed doesn't raise rates or they raise like 25 bips, I think it's priced in. And then all of a sudden, if uh, if the Russia Ukraine situation starts to subdue a little bit, or like you know, let's just say that they at least come to like during peace talks, we're not going to f- kill each other. Um, you know, we could be chilling. Uh, and, and the thing is that is that listen, now that Russia is uh, now that Russia starting to feel the pain uh, monetarily, uh, I think that that that's that that'll start to change things. Um, you know, they, they're applying for like emergency loans from uh, previous SSR countries. And, you know, they're looking for help. Like Putin's looking for help. I don't think he estimated. Um, I, I don't think he un- I think he underestimated Ukraine and actually really the world. Like, I, I don't think he successfully. Uh, oh, actually, I'm, I'm not going to say that because this dude is I saw something about like you know backing a tiger into a corner, and I they scared the shit out of me. So I'm not gonna say nothing, but it, you Russia is looking for help right now, which I think. I don't think
2: being, ba- like fighting a tiger means anything about your intelligence on geopolitical affairs. But I mean,
3: no, like I'm saying, I'm saying, that. I'm sa- I'm talking about Putin. I'm saying that uh, right. I saw like yeah. a like a tweet the other day. that said, uh, like uh, like you start backing a tiger into a corner, and he feels like he has no other options. Um, and they were comparing that to, to Putin. And I was like, "Oh, this is a little scary, a little scary comparison. Uh, but anyway, to my point, um, you know, the Russia mar- I mean, Russia economy is like Fox. As we talked about the GDP, um, was never really big. You know, I mean, it's not big in Russia, but I mean, this is how things lead to like Russia be going into like not just a recession. Like we're talking like Russia can go into like their own great depression. Um, and at that point, you know, I mean, there's already there's already people inside the streets in Russia. Um, it, but if it gets to a point to where you know, I feel like the they can't feed their families, crisis. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like Russia could. I mean, and and honestly, I have no idea. Like, I yeah, I have no idea. But just thinking about it, you know, if if the civil unrest in Russia. I mean, there's tons of stories out there about Russian Ukraine citizens. Not one thing to fight. Like the, some of the Russian soldiers, Russian soldiers are like getting gas from like Ukraine. Yeah, c- <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like some of that shit. And, and I understand it's not like that. I got it you know, all the way. And I understand that, you know, there's tons of fighting, but um, you know, if, if civil unrest does become a thing in Russia, um, you know, I'm, I i do not know if Putin will have another choice. Uh, and or, or really both countries, and maybe they come to an agreement. So this was a long-winded way of saying if Fed, I feel like 25 bips is priced in for the Fed, and uh, and you know that's in two weeks, and so if Russia and Ukraine figure out their situation, um, you know inside the next month or two, then uh, then I think that the market stabilizes and this will be looked at as a consolidation period. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm biased because I'm long, but
2: we'll see. We'll see. All right, well, one last thing before we go into some other topics is during the sell-off, uh, obviously, we mentioned some of our favorite stocks. Um, going into, obviously, some sectors, and not just sectors, but market caps in general, I think, what, what are your exact Favorite stocks of the sell off? I think obviously small caps that are good. I think there is going to be a big washout of a lot of these small caps coming in the next six months that they don't bounce and more of them become OTC than become back to a dollar land. Would you agree with that? Like a yeah. lot of these, even a lot of these SPACs we saw that are BS, like. Yeah, I think a, a lot yeah. of these are are not exactly going to bounce. So that's why I say good small caps, and then you're more of the large cap guy now. But you know, what what about you from from the sell off?
3: Yeah, the sell off, the sell off really, really awesome. I don't want to say awesome, but it really you see the separation between the between you know good and shit stocks. Um, you know, like if something was like, let's just, let's just take anything inside bio. If something's green inside bio over the last three months, wow, I'll tell you what, like they gotta be doing something crazy because everything else has gotten smoked. Um, and so we're really seeing like these sore thumbs stick out of these good comp, I don't, I don't necessarily call them good companies, but you know, companies that, um, that, you know, have serious potential. And this is the time where. Where you know, like you can you can load up on stuff for the future. Um, you know, for like, you know, little henny, little little dippity of you know, twenty forty. Um, this is what I think because even though the market is still only what, twelve, no, not even eight percent off highs. Um, individual stocks have gotten killed, which is a, why I'm not a fan of picking individual stocks unless we see something like what we've seen. I mean, 60, 70, 80 percent down. Um, that's when I'm a fan of yeah, that's when I think that you can that you know, if you know the and if you know the companies, and what I mean by this is that if you can if you can sit there and be like, okay, I use this technology company on a daily basis, and you know, and you know. What their flaws are, but you also understand their business model. That's when I think like this is when you load up. I, uh, I'm, let me see.
2: Um, so if I use my size to, every day to get my size for Nike shorts.
3: <laughs> yeah, basically. Like I like I'm trying to think of like the best way. You know, there's all those stories out there once in a while where it's okay, okay, okay. This is a perfect example. Um Actually, this isn't a perfect example, but screw it. I was inside the car with someone yesterday, and they were saying that they, you know, they were, for work, they had to do a piece on Ethereum. And this was like two or three years ago. And because of that, they ended up buying Ethereum. And, yeah, they're up like 200% or whatever it is. And that's one of those times where it's like, okay, you know, they, they, Knew about it. They started to understand it, and it's like real world. Like when I'm trading, like a firm, I, I, I've, I don't think I've ever looked at a product from a firm. You know, like I've, like I've never interacted. Like what's another company out there? Like uh, UPST. Probably never do anything that has to do with UPST. Um, you know, Moderna. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I nah, that's bias. That's not a good. That's not a good. Um, that's not a good. Uh, Example. But my point is that I, I think it's the best when you're using one of their products on a daily basis. And then you can sit there and say, OK, these fundamentals make sense. Um, you know, it's it's on a pretty steep decline or you know crash, if you will. And uh, like I wouldn't be buying it. I mean, maybe be buying Apple here for the future. But if I'm talking like truly, I want great risk to reward and I want to go off risk. And what I mean by off risk is like not like 5% of my net worth. Like I want to put like 20% of my net worth. I want to buy a house with this one day. That's Man, one that's, of those
2: times. It's It's committing
3: yeah that's committing but like yeah if we look at like 2008 if you had bought facebook in 2008 even with this little like crash that she's had you know if you bought facebook in 2008 i mean you could have you put any little chunk of money in it you could have you could have you could have bought a house with it um and so that's why i'm a i'm a pretty big fan of um i'm a pretty big fan of uh of you know at, at these certain levels for things that you use, things that you know, and then you just have to understand fundamentals to a certain degree. And yeah, you know, obviously they're business operations, but those four things are really, in my opinion, all you need when things are trading at 60 to 80% down.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico,
2: All right, well, we do have one more topic before we kind of get into uh, the last two, which are Q&A and our favorite publicly traded fast food restaurants or just restaurants in general. Uh, and this is, uh, it's getting bad. We're a month and a half away from it. Tax season, we're, we're six weeks away. What should we know beforehand? Uh, obviously, we can't do any more write-offs and shit like that but we got to start getting it together. Um, I think for the smaller traders, this one, you know, your first year trading, maybe second year trading, but still not making a ton, still have your other job. You're still a TurboTax guy. You still want to keep being a TurboTax guy. Super easy when it comes to doing it on the trading apps. Uh, You can just import them over. You'll get a notification on your phone and a message from the broker, an email, et cetera, et cetera. When your documents are in, super easy to import, takes no longer than adding another 15 minutes to doing your TurboTax, and I don't think there's any issue with doing that for people making under, what, $60,000 via trading? Would you agree?
3: Yeah, Yeah, definitely keep it. I would me personally, I would try and keep it as simple as possible um, until you get over that 60,000 to like 100,000, because at the end of the day, even if you open up an LLC, you do all types of stuff. you know, you, you, even if you do all of that, you know, you're not going to save like a ton. I do recommend opening up an LLC for serious traders. Um, but overall, you know, like you just, taxes suck, man. Taxes suck. You just keep your, keep it simple. Keep it sweet. You know, you don't have to go out there, you know, to keep track of your education. You know, don't go, don't go crazy with it. Don't, don't do like one of those like um, websites where it's like you get five times margin, five times margin if you trade with them with a certain account and stuff like some of those like that's it's like a prop firm but it's online and if you lose the money they lose nothing but or you know if if you lose all the money uh they don't really lose much but if you make any money it's like basically it's like a loan of like something crazy you know like crazy amount of money so because you gotta have super high equity um equity percent but they ream you on the fees and stuff so in my opinion i would just relax uh, keep it simple, keep it bright, and uh, and and also, I don't think there's anything wrong. Like if you do have something uh, really complex, like multiple businesses, stuff like that, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, with filing an extension.
2: What what does filing an extension entail? Aside from just you can pay it over a longer period of time, who would you recommend that for? Someone with like
3: a business, uh, someone okay. with multiple businesses, uh, something where you know. <laughs> um like me like i follow an extension um you know i i got you know we have employees you know we got pgir uh llc you know we got we got a lot of shit we got some shit going on yeah you know, i bought some land you know we got a few you know, we got some tax write. you know like seven figures in tax write-offs this year um so it's one of those things where, you know travel yeah you know, all types of you're stuff you're
2: writing off seven figures
3: dude between commission lawyers Yes. Like literally just between commission and lawyers. A lot. Bro, I had, I had a, co- commissions most of that.
2: Well, okay. Well, anything else on taxes before we kind of move on?
3: No, just, just keep it easy. Don't, in my opinion, like when it comes to taxes, just pay them. Okay. If you live inside a high state income tax uh, state, just pay them. Okay. Don't, don't go crazy with it because that's, like, if you get caught, then it's just going to be really a bigger pain in the head. I mean, bigger pain in the ass than, like, the you know, extra 10 15%. All right? Nobody wants to pay the extra 10 for 15%, okay? Me either. I live in New Jersey. But guess what? It's the world that we live in, baby. Um, I chose to live in New Jersey. I got to pay the taxes. Uh, you know, I live here for over, what is it, 180, 190 days. I got to pay the extra 9%. And guess what that's what I get for living in, in New Jersey but um uh overall overall um you know just like I said super simple right off your education right off your commission um you know right off your uh right off your computers and uh and then and then um and like I said just don't do anything f- crazy f- crazy f- sketchy like they, those people always get caught they always get caught you know, like you, you wanna you wanna write off an extra dinner, fine, whatever, fuck it. But uh, you know, you, you do you do something crazy where like you say you're living in Puerto Rico and you're not, and uh, and you get an audit. Oh, uh, first off, an audit is a pain in the ass, uh, mm-hmm. like a huge pain in the ass. Number two, not only is it a huge pain in the ass, but you're gonna get caught because it's literally sitting there. You know yeah, what I mean? Like
2: audit it again.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah, and that's the thing, is that like in 15 years... You're flagged. <laughs> yeah, you're flagged, you know what I mean? Like you're flagged forever. So it's one of those things where gee, it's just not worth it.
2: All right, well, one last thing about Texas. What is the furthest stretch thing that you would accept as an accountant for someone to write off? Whether it be... Here, I'll I'll just go over a few, and you say you're you say the level on a one through 10 of how sketchy the accountant must be to let them write it off. Okay. Okay. A PGIR car, but it's the whole thing is <laughs> going in all over it. Yeah, we could do that. So that's not sketchy. That'd be a one.
3: Uh See, see the issue I think, with so that. I,
2: I just wanted to set a set a precedent. So that'd be a one. But if we bought a Lamborghini and just made yeah, a no, license do that. plate PGIR, see, that'd see, be a ten it depends
3: it depends because if we use it as a marketing scheme yeah, and a vehicle that's fine but like one of the things with with writing off a vehicle is that um is that it's got to be over a certain poundage i don't know the exact poundage but yeah, it's like no, it can it's, only that's be... why
2: g wagons are like free for some reason i, I read that
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah but, i swear yeah. no I'm yeah no, no no
3: no, no it, it is but that and the other thing with that is that you have to like like you have to use i think it's I, again, not a CPA baby, but uh, I think it's you have to use the vehicle for at least fifty percent of work or whatever. Um, now, obviously, they don't, you know, they're probably not going to ever track that or ask for that kind of info. But uh, you know that that would be a terrible problem. But um, but yeah, if we were to use it for like marketing and we got so, like an so SUV, that'd be, yeah. that'd
2: be a one in a, a ten. So a Lamborghini. let call with like as okay, oh. yeah. But a Lamborghini with PGR as just a license plate would be like a nine or ten.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: They, yeah. Eleven. All right. But yeah. What about what about a gold chain for a TikToker?
3: Uh does he bring in all of his revenue from TikTok? And yeah. is it like over and like hundred and fifty
2: grand? He makes three hundred thousand dollars a year on TikTok and uh, all he makes is like flossing videos and uh, gets endorsements.
3: Uh, in my opinion, the, the, he would have to do a video or two that like is purely about the chain. Okay. Um, you know how like, like, you know how like, uh, YouTubers, like they'll buy a car and then they'll just do a video on the car. Yeah. I feel like he would have to do it on the chain like that.
2: Okay. You get veneers, uh, you get new teeth Mm, and you, okay. Not for anyone, even as a podcaster.
3: No, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a workaround,
2: but I've never heard of it. I've never okay. heard of that. A Gucci belt as an Instagram model. Uh,
3: a Gucci belt for an Instagram model. I does she like like does she make? There's just yeah. like another like makes yeah, four hundred she, grand on Instagram.
2: Maybe not four hundred grand, but she makes a decent. <laughs> she gets some of her. She's a real estate agent, but she does a little Instagram modeling.
3: Uh a little no, like it's gotta like she has to have like she makes revenue. twenty grand
2: a year off of it.
3: No, no, fuck off. No. That's twenty no.
2: percent of her income. She wants no, that's it to be too her main.
3: Much. No, that's too much.
2: Okay. If uh, I was her account, and, I'm
3: not letting her write that off.
2: All right. And last one, uh surgery. Um in general. Like, like medical <laughs> bills. Yeah.
3: I, I think so so the one thing with that is that um okay two two things going back to the to the last question
2: oh and health the, insurance
3: there could be a write-off there um there could be a write-off there like i just i would just stay away from it if i were that girl uh about the about the medical expenses the, it, it it depends on like what kind of plan you have um for that like i and i don't know those ins and outs uh, i'm on mom's plan to for at least another three years uh thank god but uh <laughs> yeah, there are situations where, where yeah, you can...
2: Yeah, I pay $450 a month for health insurance. I still have to pay $3,000 for this wrist surgery.
3: Yeah, that's honestly ridiculous. That's crazy. Oh, fucked.
2: they got fucked. Okay, well, moving on, uh, would you rather do the Q&A? Uh, you have a couple questions. Uh, or do you want to do the favorite publicly traded fast food restaurants first?
3: Two questions. Hugh, I see you saying to uh pick your spots and to take profits early. But I also saw you talk about being a swing trader and uh building up confidence inside this market. Can you give a little clarity? The motherfucker, I'm having trouble with both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, but like this is okay, so two things. Uh one <clears throat> uh okay, first off, if you can trade inside this market with any strategy, good job on you. Uh, and be profitable. Good job on you. Um, two, two. Sorry, I'm trying to cloak my thoughts here. Only go. Uh, two. I did say to pick your spots and to take profits early. I mean that primarily. I I mean that for everybody. I mean that for everybody. Now, uh, to and the the thing that he's referencing is the tweets that I had put out. Uh, I think it was yeah March first. I had said that this is going to be super unpopular opinion, but. I believe that this is the time to try out swing trades uh, right now because the the way that you build confidence inside your strategy is is by swing trading. I mean, is by swing trading through volatility and, you know, being stress test. Uh, So that's what he's talking about. And so I I, I guess I'll clear up exactly what I mean. Um, The first part being that... The first part being is that I I still stand by what I said about picking your spots right and taking profits early. The second part about the swing trading, um, I guess it should have been more clear. I would take 10% of your account if you're trying to swing trade and I would try your strategy out. And And I'm not saying like don't start a strategy, but if you're like, hey, I have this strategy, I feel really good about it. Um, you know, but I'm too scared to jump into the market. Risk 10% of your account because if it does work inside this market and not everything's going to work in this market, like it might just be the market, but if you're able to hold those conviction swings during this market and they work out, you're going you're gonna to be in such a different mindset. Um, I mean, you're going to be able to like, you know, when things stabilize a little bit you, the, and things are down instead of being down 9%, things are down 3%, you won't even quiver, so i that that's what i was trying to say and uh and again it just comes down to risk management that's what all this comes down to
2: all right do you have another one i have i did get one question uh, uh yeah. someone goes i see you blew up at least tell me you're making some money with your podcast um i me, <laughs> to, <actually, laughs> to me uh as a dm i got yeah i know i was like i didn't blow up i just haven't been tweeting because fucking twitter's a cesspool of douchebags being assholes um, <laughs> when the market's down so i just fucking stay away from it but no thank you for caring about my financial security i'm actually doing fine um just not tweeting about my trades but i appreciate oh, you wait looking out. real
3: quick Real quick, that reminds me. Um, we had made a joke like three weeks back about uh about this about how you and I get rich off the podcast. And I got like uh, someone someone I mentioned like two days ago it was like, they don't care about the market? They get rich off their podcast. They said it themselves in episode the whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, that's right, baby. We yeah. podcasters, baby. We podcast did the trading bitch. to get the deal, you know, not the yeah. deal to to." No, yeah, that no, wasn't gonna make was, sense. It
2: was just, it was just easier to start trading, uh, get you to trade for seven years before <laughs> podcasts like existed to really start this off. So it was just. I love social play. media. Yeah, no, yeah, social yeah, media exactly. is great. I love it. There's so many positives and so many negatives, but when the negatives are there, they're there. To to get a little fun section now, uh, we have our favorite publicly traded uh, fast food tickers. Um, and make this easier. I think it'll be easier just to put them in S tier, A tier, B tier, D tier, F tier. Um, and for Hugh, basically, that means good, bad, you know, S <laughs> tier is really is like perfect. A tier is really good. B tier, B, then you go like D and F, Okay. So we'll start with large cap. McDonald's is just McDonald's. Um, I think iconic. I think cheap. I think delicious. Uh, I love a Big Mac. I think it's got such a versatile menu and for the price, amazing. And keep in mind, this has nothing to do with the price of the stock. But I'm giving McDonald's, I'm putting in the A tier. I don't think it's quite S tier. I think there are a couple better. But I think McDonald's is an A tier restaurant.
3: Oh, God. Uh, I, so I would have put them in like D or F, but actually one night after, uh, after going out, I had their chicken sandwich.
2: Which, crispy chicken or just the McChicken? Their crispy chicken mm. sandwich is delicious. Uh, used to be called a Southern-style chicken sandwich back in 2012. Uh, revamped a little bit after the chicken sandwich wore ordered to Popeyes, but it is amazing. I love their batter and is just a phenomenal white meat.
3: I, I will say that it was, that it was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was after a few beers, but it was pretty good. All
2: right. so, um, n- uh, Restaurant brands, international brands include Tim Hortons and Burger King. I'll throw that D tier. You know, I, I think Burger King is the worst Dude. fast food. I think the only yeah. thing it has gone for is breakfast, um, if not F tier yum brands I'm, incorporated I'm, yeah. uh is yum who it includes kfc pizza hut and taco bell oh god f so i love taco bell i actually have some in the kitchen right now that i ordered today uh kfc's not bad not a pizza hut fan i'll put it in b tier um put it in just because taco god, bell no. is a top tier restaurant oh i can't man I now can't. to the mid caps uh we have Bloomin' brands now. You you may like this one it has Outback, Carabas, Bonefish, Fleming's Prime Steakhouse, and Wine Bar. So Carabas is good. I do like Outback as That's well. Never right there. I'll I put like Outback. I'll put it. Yeah, I like B or C. Tier. B. Oh Jesus! You're never gonna have an S to you then. Brinker is Chili's and. Maggiano's Little Italy. I don't know if that's like Little Italy's like Little Tits Pizza. B or i I'll, I'll put, in, I'll put in B, B or C. C as well. Honestly, give me like a B.5. Okay, CMG. This is just Chipotle. <laughs> mm, B plus. I'll give it A. I'm not a Chipotle guy, but I respect I, I respect Chipotle. B plus. Um, Darden. Res- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Here's one. Cracker Barrel Old Country Store. S-tier, baby. S-tier. Cracker Barrel. Long Cracker Barrel. I, it I don't awesome think I've right ever eaten a Cracker Barrel. Oh, dude, you're missing out, dude. Come to the South on Tom. <laughs> it's awesome, There's It's rocking chairs and everything. Uh, Darden's Restaurant it has Longhorn Steakhouse and Olive Garden. S-tier. It's the perfect high school date place. Longhorn's no. and Olive Garden. Now, B... At best. Like, I'd say maybe A. Okay, how about DPZ, Domino's, S tier? God, D, F, F. It's F-tier. disgusting. Okay, Dunkin' Brands includes Baskin Robbins and Dunkin' Donuts.
3: B, I like B. the coffee.
2: Jack in the Box includes Jack in the Box and Cordoba Mexican girl. Uh, I kind of like Cordova. B, uh, no, i do not joking, huh? Papa John's, B. D, F, F. Okay. Uh... A little Shack leads it now, so... Uh, Texas Roadhouse Internet... Uh, so it's Casual Dining Steakhouses. Texas and Roadhouse. C. B. I'm more B. <laughs> How about Cheesecake Factory Incorporated? B. Here's an S tier for me. Wendy's. W-E-N. Wendy's. S tier. Number one fast food restaurant when it comes to versatility, deliciousness, price, combos... Anything you want, you eat it at Wendy's. You got the Baconator, I, the best spicy chicken sandwich. I'm not fucking done. The Baconator, <laughs> the spicy Chicken Sandwich, the four for four. They're nuggets, amazing. Spicy nuggets, amazing. What else can you get a baked potato and chili at a fast food restaurant? Damn it, nowhere.
3: Uh, yeah, as far as fast food goes, they're definitely on top of my list.
2: Now, for small caps, that's here, by the way. Uh... Argentina McDonald's, don't care. (laughs) No offense, Argentina. Um, Built Biglery Holdings, Maxim Magazine, and Steak and Shake. Okay, so it has a nudie mag and Steak and Shake.
3: Mm.
2: We need to look into this. I never had either. (laughs) Maxim Magazine, which I'm pretty sure is a nudie mag, and Steak and Shake. Mm. We do need to look at that. I think that's enough DD for myself to say... I'm long, so I will look into that one. BJ's I restaurants can't. and brew house. Uh, I do like to try to say I heart BJ's. Bojangles. I'll give that a B. You have no idea what that is. Um, Dave and Buster's. Nasdaq and A A tier. Dave and Buster's is A tier. Never had. You've never been to a Dave and Buster's. Never. It's like an arcade, but with like a sports bar. attached. Oh, fucking oh, awesome.
3: Oh, okay, okay. I've it's been there once. all people I like them. them
2: have their yeah. weddings. Yeah. I
3: like them. I... <laughs> There's one in New York. I like them.
2: Ooh, Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. B. It's not bad. I'll give it a B. They're fine. It's a little expensive. Uh, Dine Equity, uh, Applebee's and IHOP. A, the A, a, god, a. a. I love oh my god, I love Applebee's god. I love Oh Jesus, what the fuck? Uh, Taco Cabana and Polo Tropical. Never heard of it. Red Robin. <laughs> a. Ah. Shake B. Shack. A. Shake Shack's a B. S- Sonic. A. Never heard of it. Wingstop. Also A. Zoe's. D. I'm not going into micro caps unless I see one I like. <laughs> Come on. There's gotta be one in there. I know. I'm looking. Like some random pancake house or something. Juice and sm- Jamba, Jamba Inc. Juice and Smoothie Retailer. Mm. Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs. Myco Cap. Uh, um, oh, Rave. You remember Rave? Whenever we yes. traded the food delivery? Yes, I do. All right, well, that's all our food choices. We killed it, dude. Now you guys know all the fast food places that you can invest in based on my expert opinion. And no, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a professional tax guy, but I am a self-proclaimed fast food connoisseur. So in 10 years, if all the ones I said are S or A tier aren't at least 30% higher, I will eat everything on their menus. (laughs) Mark my fucking words. Hold me to it. it. Mark it, baby. All right, y'all have a great rest of the trading week, and I guess we'll see you Sunday. Hey guys, if you're tired of trimming your stocks too early, well, let me tell you something. Never worry about trimming anything early ever again with Manscaped. Let me tell you about their performance package 4.0. It comes with free boxers, a toiletry bag, and free shipping with a little discount when you use code PGIR. I I mean, it comes with the razor you need, the sprays you need. I mean, dude, I, I mean, obviously, clearly I can't show you guys what's going on down there, but if I could, man, you guys would be amazed. Wireless charging, it's waterproof. Take it in the shower for all I care. I mean, it's gonna get you right. It's got the light. It, ah, man, the lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer I have ever used. And and that's not all it comes with. It comes with hella other shit. Like I, the boxers. It, it, I mean, look, I get it. Not all of us are boxer guys. Give it to your girl. She'll like them too. But man, when it comes with the the weed whacker, that shit's for your nose or ears. I mean, you can, God, Manscaped has something for every hole and crevice of your body. So make sure to use code P-G-I-R on manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. That's code P-G-I-R on manscaped.com. Penny's
1: Going in Raw is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.